welcome to the 99th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, write about, think about, dream about, amongst other things. Video games, video games, video games. And I am joined tonight by two... The best. <laughs> of my podcast hosts, um, Alicia Carabinas, and fresh back from a hiatus and apparently ready to start shit, <laughs> Alex Lay. Alex Lay! <laughs> so fucking glad to be back. Oh my yeah. god. I, so fucking I needed, glad you are back. I needed a minute, but I am back in full force. Um, that I uh, uh, that I promise. I'm I'm very happy to be here. So, yay! Hi, guys. Um, so I'm Alex Lane. I'll introduce myself. I'm sure I'm Alex Lane. I'm an assistant professor at Metropolitan State University. Uh, in technic uh, <laughs> I love when I forget what I do. Um, <laughs> technical communications. But I just started a video game studies program. Um, and I. I uh, like to look at video games and the industry and representation in the industry. So that's what I do. And I have some creepy puppies staring at me. Like, mom, 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 what are you doing? Yeah, Alex left and got like six dogs. <laughs> How many dogs do you have now, Alex? Four? I have three. Three, which is the maximum limit in the county where I live. Um, there's a but limit. I babysit. There is. There's a, there's a Lafayette too. But I babysit a lot of other dogs. So there's always dogs at my house. Um, that's uh, that's babysit. It's, you know, it's complicated. Well, certainly she counts like three dogs. Cause how old is he? Look at him. What are you He's doing, Charlie? You nerd. I even took him uh, golfing today so that he would calm down, but. Because how old is he? He's a baby still, right? Oh, yeah, he's seven months. And then, I don't know if that's small. That's smalls. You know, she's like three, but... That yeah, I can, the, I can even tell that's smalls. The other baby... Uh, well, Heiser looks like smalls now, and he's only six months, so... Yeah, but I can, I can tell the difference between him and smalls. Well, they have the exact same coloring on the back of their neck, so if you see him from, like, the up top behind, you can't tell the difference. Because he's almost bigger than her now. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but regardless, Alex Lane is back. That's right. And I am back. You are. And Alicia Carabinas, who are you? Um, that's who I am. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, I'm right now a lecturer at Purdue University in English. I teach a lot of things. Um, I'm starting the PhD in rhetoric and composition this fall, um, where I will have more legitimate reasons to be in Sam's office 100% of the time. <laughs> you are starting the program in the fall? Yeah. Yay! I'm all signed up for classes and everything. I'm overbooked for classes right now, and that's Sam's fault. Don't overbook yourself. You're just going to burn yourself No, I just have to drop one, and but I'm waiting to find out which one I should drop. I'm only going to take three. Furthermore, I always listen to Sam, and it's worked out for me. <laughs> you never right. listen to me. Let's talk about why you took a hiatus. And it, and it works out in hindsight. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Okay, I take that back. The yeah. opposite of what I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. 
So we'll start with our usual what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking, because it's that kind of nice. So uh, we'll go in the order that it's on the show notes. Um, oh. Yeah, we're yeah, we're show, show notes order. Okay. So if I can't tell who does what. Uh, Alicia, what you playing? Well, um, you know, I was thinking that I might not have played that much because I was at a conference and I was gone for several days. But turns out I have my usual load um, because I'm a nerd. Mm. I played some White Knight. Um, I didn't get very far this time. Um, I was stuck for a while. Turns out that when you do the same thing over and over approximately 47 times in a row, um, it continues to not work every time. Who knew? Mm -hmm. Yep, that's the way it rolls. Learn that. Uh, I played some Destiny uh, because that's what you do. I started playing a little bit of Crucible, and I don't like it as much I as I used to like multiplayer. Yeah, and like Halo and stuff. I want to make myself like it because there's some stuff that I want, but fuck, it's awful. Um, I played we a little Neverwinter. Huh? I said we all had fun playing together. No, it's just Crucible's awful. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a little Neverwinter. I uh, started a Rogue and a Ranger. I also started a Guardian Fighter, but that was boring as shit. Uh, I like the Ranger and I like the Rogue, but the game itself seems super boring, so if we don't play some multiplayer on that soon, I ain't touching it. Uh, and I played a little bit of The Longest Journey for what may become something later. This weekend, I'll be playing something extra special that I can't say. Yay, can't break embargo. <laughs> and we may never see Alicia again. No, no. <laughs> for at least like a week. Bye, peace. I'm gone. <laughs> All right, Alex, what you playing? I also played Neverwinter. Um, mm-hmm. I played it for a few hours today. I played a cleric. Um, because Clerics I'm, look cool. Well, I mean, I'm the healer. I love healing. That's my thing. If there's an MMO out there and I'm not a healer, I don't want to play it. So, that's... Yeah. I, I, I know. Thank, thank God people think like you because that's literally the only thing I want to do. Like, when I play Plants vs. Zombies... Garden Warfare. Mm-hmm. I'm always the sunflower. I'm always healing. And you can't have a team of four sunflowers. So I'm glad mm-hmm. someone's the tank. I'm glad someone's the sniper, but that's not me. <laughs> so so fair enough, fair enough. But uh but I've been playing I played some of that. It was ex- it was very difficult to get into. I kept getting this error message that a lot of people get apparently, which is like there's no shards available. Um, I looked at the message board and it looks like a lot of people are getting that. So if anybody has that problem, let me know and I'll tell you what to do. I'm trying to adjust my stuff. <laughs> oh, bless you. Thank you. And then um, I, uh, it was laggy. I mean, it, the game seems good. I mean, it seems fine. And if a bunch of people are playing it, it's going to kind of be like, wow, of yonder days, which is all I've ever wanted in a game. Um but uh, it's so laggy, so there'll be, you know, three or four people in an area, and there'll be 20 enemies, and as soon as I look at an enemy, it lags for six seconds, and then when I shoot it, someone else killed it. Yeah, I think it's you, Alex, because Alicia and I have not had that problem. No, well, maybe you two haven't that. had that problem, but I looked at their Twitter feed, I looked at the mm-hmm. uh, frequently asked questions, and everybody is like, this would be an awesome game when you flicks 
when you face That's just fight. really weird because usually, I mean, Sam and I are like the lag queens. Yeah. You know, this maybe, Comcast should maybe appear. Maybe the video game gods are uh, smiling upon us because everything oh, is... Oh, great. They want us to fucking play Neverwinter. Can they pick something else? <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but it was, it was... And this is a big thing for me to say. It was unplayable today because it would be uh, every time I shoot something, six seconds. Every time I start walking, it would freeze for six seconds. Like, it was awful. So, wow. um, I, it seems really cool, but but uh, they got to fix that. So, uh, Neverwinter, I played some Destiny. Um, I played Child of Light, which are some of the free games on, uh, free game on uh, Xbox Gold. Uh, Rayman Legends, which is so funny because I, I went to go, I was going to go buy it, and then I forgot to buy it the day Cody came to visit, and mm-hmm. I wanted a good um, multiplayer, and that was on Co-Optimus as the best multiplayer for Xbox One, so I was going to go buy it. It was only 40 bucks, and then I went to download it because I forgot to get it, and it was free, so I would say download it for some okay. couch co-op, man. I didn't, know. I didn't know about that. That's cool. We love to play co-op, me and Terry. Oh, my God. Co- the couch co-op on it is so fun. Like It's, it's like stupid fun. Like yeah. it's, I mean, it's Rayman, so it's not like you're building and leveling characters, but it's it's smooth, it's fun, it's easy. It's It was a really good multiplayer game, so I did a yeah. ton of fun on that. And then um, Don't Start Together was the other game that's pretty much taken up every night of my week. So, But I'll talk more about that during the indie game. Well, the interesting thing about Raymond Legends, that was a game that Charlotte was like playing like crazy on every console and handheld she owned that had it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm not paying for that. And then when, um, when it launched on the uh, Xbox One, and it was free, I was like, yeah, well, this is a game P would like. So I downloaded it, and then I like played the shit out of it for like a whole week. Great game. <laughs> It reminds me, like, it makes me feel like it used to feel playing Sonic and, um, what was Sonic's partner? Um, Tails? Tails. And Tails. That's what it, like, feels like playing to me. Mm-hmm. So, it was great. I watched a little bit of your stream today, by the way, and, um, that's not the most exciting game to watch, by the way. Don't start so, together. Like, I was like... <laughs> Sitting there, and I was talking to the screen because I didn't know what else to do to make it more interesting. Um, I I don't know if I'm bad at streaming or if I but like people used to watch my Hearthstone streams and that was a little more fun. Or if it's just the game, I, I don't know. But it like I felt I like palpably felt how fucking bad the stream was. Apparently, it wasn't too bad because while you were streaming, we had a couple of people like actually um, add us. Um, at our Twitch stream. Oh, well, that's, I mean, that's something. I, I mean, I'm happy to. I'm Maybe happy they thought you were crazy it. and funny. Like, but crazy. I do, like, I couldn't because literally it's just me fucking farming for stuff. <laughs> yeah. and I, well, it was kind of funny when I was on the phone with my mom because my the server my mom had been working on for weeks has died. And we both died on it. It's over. And so we had to start a new one. But on the last server, what I did is I went in like 10 hours before she started playing. I got a base camp. I filled up boxes with stuff. I had everything ready for her. She doesn't want the challenge. She wants to gather, but she doesn't want the challenge. So, like, when she started, it was very easy. So when we died on that server, which is the roguelike, 
we had to start over from scratch, and she was not fucking happy. <laughs> so she calls me, and she's like, just bitching me out while I'm still playing and streaming. What the hell was that stupid fish pig thing? That's that's ridiculous. And where's my stuff? And I'm just like, sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. Uh, I'm sure that I'm sure that part was funny for people, but the rest yeah, of it. Um, yeah. And then the puppies, you who usually are attacking me constantly while I'm trying to do anything, uh, were just sleeping. I showed so you them like 400 pounds of dog asleep around you is what you're saying. Yeah, I had like a Surly on this side of the couch, and then Smalls was tucked in right here, and then Heiser was sleeping on my feet. <laughs> it was a weird day. All right, well, I guess it's my turn. So I'm playing Neverwinter 2, um, and I'm not having problems with lag. Um, and actually, we have... Um, a video of me playing Neverwinter up as one of our Patreon perks. Yay! Yay. No, I didn't just drop the Patreon. Well, make my uh -huh. hand look huge. Giant mega hand. Mega so. hand. Um, so, uh, if you want to watch me play Neverwinter or, or want to watch some of me playing Neverwinter, you can go ahead and uh, become a patron on Patreon. And uh, check that out. Just uh, to... To balance that, I might upload some of my short gameplay videos of Destiny so you don't think we all suck like Sam. Legit. I did not die once, thank you. Um, uh, also, still been playing some Destiny, especially with these two idiots here. Furthermore, I get way more kills than you, Alicia, so why don't you check that attitude? Yeah. Oh, but let's go do a gear comparison. And you Close. know why you get more kills? Do you, um, did you literally just challenge me to a penis measurement? I was like, would, would, do we need Without even thinking. run up in there 30 dudes around. Luckily, Alicia will save me. What's interesting is that gear doesn't help you kill more. It's it really does when you're not out there being crazy. <laughs> Let's argue about this later. <laughs> All right. Dogs. Uh, and the third thing, because I uh, oddly have not been playing a lot this weekend. I'm usually playing like 50 different things. You've been playing. I know what you want to say. I know. It's crazy. So um, I have uh, bought P a couple of new games for her DS. Um, not new new releases, but new games that she's finally old enough to play. And one of them was, well, she's been playing Mario Kart on the Wii U for a while. But um I bought her Mario Kart 7 for her 3DS, uh, which she played like it was her job <laughs> for like two weeks. It was like every moment of screen time that she was allowed, she was like this. It's like, P, can I play? No. No. My game. P, can I play with you? We can play co-op. No, I got to get better. So no. she would not let me play for like two weeks straight. And then one day she's like, well, I guess I'll go try my other game out. And her other game was Pokemon Y. <laughs> so that is her new obsession. It is all about Pokemon Y. It's like, I'm going to play Pokemon Y. I'm going to catch them all. I'm like, there are 719 Pokemon. Don't care. Going to catch them all. Hang on. I got a shout out real quick to Freddy in the chat. I just noticed he said he was playing Bushido Blade. What's Bushido Blade? 
the best fucking thing you never played, apparently. Is it some fucking JRPG where you just X no. through long story the hallway? an impossible experience. 13-year-old girls wearing and like, bikinis and getting raped by tentacles. A, a fighting game. You could play multiplayer fighting, and then there was like a, a challenge mode, like a story mode, but you, you would get to the end, and the dude would always very disappointedly say, you do not have enough Bushido, or something like that, because um, you were never good enough. You you always like accidentally hit somebody oh, from behind or, or like some life. shit. Like you never had enough honor. It it was total failure all the time. It was great. It was the hardest thing. But the coolest thing about it is that in multiplayer you could knock out each other's legs, and then you would be down like one knee at first, and then you would you would have no legs. So you had to roll, and you could roll together through like all the levels. <laughs> it was amazing. It was like the best shit ever. I must say this is not translating. Uh, uh, <laughs> I believe that it was good. It was Bushido Blade. What, what system is it on? That was PlayStation. PlayStation. I'm pretty sure that Bushido Blade and Monster Ranchers are the reasons why I dropped out of college the first time. Ooh. Played a lot of games. Yeah, I played uh, WoW in the back row. I used to sit in the back row and plug my laptop in and play WoW in class. Of course you did. A you lot. were that guy. Girl. Yes, a lot. <laughs> Sorry, Judy Kilborn. I didn't listen to your film class as I was playing this. Oh, well. Yeah. You're better off for it. All right. <laughs> kidding. Kidding. Always pay attention in class. Um, and the last thing that, like I said, since she started playing Pokemon Y, um... I had to start playing Pokemon X again to um, so that I could start trading her Pokemon that she had not gotten. Um, and then I remembered why I stopped playing Pokemon X because that shit was addictive. Yeah. And there is not there hasn't been one night this week that I've gotten more than three or four hours of sleep because I've been up doing world trades and playing Pokemon X every fucking night after I finish working. Yep. There's a Jones, and I even brought my DS in here with me. Of course you did. Why don't you play some fucking Don't Starve with me? Because I want to play Pokemon. That's All stupid. the Pokemon. Stupid. You're a Pokemon hater! I like Pokemon. I do. I'm not into the Pokemans either, Alex. I'm sorry. I mean, I like them. They're fine. They're okay. It's okay. I almost had to yeah, fight my kid today because I was. Just, I was like, "What? What are you doing?" She was like, all up in my um in my game. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Go play your own damn game." What are you doing? <laughs> I just, I really don't like the Japanese aesthetic, like Bravely Default and Pokemon. I just, well, I don't know. I just I like never anything. liked it. I like plenty of stuff. That's good. I, I like some of it. Stuff. It just depends. I don't think yeah, I've met a Japanese uh, aesthetic game that I liked. But, I mean, I don't know. Well, let's well, move on. Yes. So, uh, let's jump down to what you're reading. Mm, I have a lot. I saw that. Tell us. I'm not going to list them all. I'm going to leave some for the show notes. Um, I'm going to summarize. Uh, like I said earlier, I was at a conference over the past several days. I just got back, I don't know, Sunday. A friend of mine saw you, by the way. He texted me 
He said, yes, Ryan oh. Hansen. Yeah, Ryan. He, he's yeah, he came up at my panel and uh, and shook my hand and said that he reads the site. And I was like, what? How is this? This is such a small world. Yeah, he I mean, was. Uh, it was always nice. me and him and Cody. We were we were best buds in our master's program, and he went on to adjunct and teach and stuff at different colleges around here. So. Yeah, he was. He texted me that he's like, I just saw Alicia from NYMG, and she was great. He was really nice. Um, I was surprised that he came to the, the panel because we had the last session of the conference, but it went over because there was nothing behind us. Um, so that was really nice. People were actually interested in what we were doing. We were talking about microaggressions in the writing workshop, and. Uh, it was interesting, um, but I was there for five days, uh, writing conference. Uh, this is my sixth year going to AWP. Love it. Don't know if I'm going to make it next year unless somebody gives me some fucking dollar dollar bills because uh, it's in LA. But I picked up a bunch of books while I was there, as one does, uh, and I've been reading my haul from Black Lawrence Press. Uh, some really great poets. Uh, one fiction chat book, Oh My Darling by Kate O'Toole which is amazing, and then I've been reading This Is Not a Sky by Jessica Piazza, shout out Jess, uh, which is all ekphrastic poems, but they're wonderful and they really transcend that form, uh, and she read and she was amazing, but I'll put some books in the show notes. I've also been reading uh, Essays on Algorithmic Culture by Alexander Galloway, which has me taking furious notes on all the things I want to kind of argue about. Um, and then we started reading, Sam and I started reading some of the uh, Boss Fight books, books we're trading books. I'm reading Anna Anthropies, and uh, she'll tell you about the one that she's reading. Um, but that'll all be in the show notes, too. So I've been doing a lot of reading. Cool. Reading is good. Literacy rules. Reading and learning. Yay. What about you, Alexane? What's reading, darling? Um, the... Um, I'm getting uh, the two classes that start next year that I pi that I'm piloting that I got a game studies minor for. I'm getting their syllabus ready. So I'm looking at a few books. I ordered a bunch on Amazon on how to write game narratives and stuff like that. And I've done I've done some of that, but uh, at Purdue. But but the, hopefully the books will be coming soon, and then I'll really be able to talk about the different strategies in writing game narratives and things like that. But the one that I'm reading right now, which I think is really going to be the basis for the entire minor is um, Values at Play by Lisa Nakamura and shoot, I forgot to put that in the show notes. Oh, and someone else. Uh, but it's a, it's, it's a really good game. It's a really good book. It's like a, uh, it's almost like a how to um, for not be terrible for game developers. Like it's about how to how to understand that you're, when you make a game, you're representing certain values, and then how to tailor those values to something <laughs> that's good for humanity. It's I mean, it's really good. It's a, it's a good book. Um, I don't know if this happened. It seems to happen to me a lot, but, like, halfway through academic books, like, they lag. Like, the, the intro's really good. The... Um, Conclusion's really good. The first chapter's really good. In the middle, where they're like demonstrating it over and over and over, I'm like, I get it, I get it, I get it. So it's kind of lagging. So I think I'm gonna switch soon uh, and start reading something else. But well, that's just uh, skim those sections. Well, because those are written for those the, those middle sections are written for for students, not written for people like us who already know how to do it. Sure, that's probably true. That's probably true. So so, so it's like, I, how many ways can I demonstrate this? Right. 
Right, exactly. And that's what it is. It's each chapter's, and they're so good about it. They like each chapter is like fifty different games that they break down and show how that part of the theory applies, and it's it's awesome. But oh man, it's pretty boring. So anyway, um, it's a fabulous book. It's going to be the core of the minor coming up. Um, I'm really excited about it. So that's that's the main book I've been reading, and then hopefully next time I'll have some really interesting writing video game narratives, writing video game characters, books to talk to you guys about. Are you going to hire me when I graduate? I would hire you right now. You don't need to graduate. Aww, I keep telling Sam they could just give me my degree, but I guess I should probably learn some theory. Well, I could make the classes <laughs> online and you could teach them. I mean, we don't pay anything. so that Oh, yeah, nobody outside. does. I mean, I'm an adjunct right now. I know how that shit works. So, but you, the second you, uh, you want to teach a video game class here, I got you. Um, We'll talk later. No. <laughs> Furiously texting Alex. Right I actually, now. I, I actually just hired Ryan, um, because with the new video game minor, someone needs to teach. There's three poor classes, and I can't teach them all because I have other obligations. So I hired him to teach uh, children, adolescents, and the media. Well, good for him. The culture of video games. Tell him I said congratulations and teach uh, the hell classes. Yay. So that's what I'm doing, Sam. Um, I am not playing Pokemon. Um, I am <laughs> actually kidding. Uh, reading um, two books. Um, and I mentioned the other one last time, and I had kind of put it down because things got busy and I hadn't had a chance to fi finish it. But I'm still reading um, Krista Charter's fourth Lexi Cooper book, Glitched. If should, do, should we do a little shout-out to her? I don't know if you have... You know, if you'd listened to the last show. I, di I didn't listen. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if you have. Um, should we do a shout-out to her? Yeah, we did. I mean, we talked about her books in her book series, her Lexi Cooper book series, um, the last time, and her spinoff series uh, on the detective in the Lexi Cooper books, Mike Malik in Summer Wind is his first book. Yeah. But those, and, and for those who don't know, you know, like the Lexi Cooper mysteries are fun. They're my guilty pleasure. Mysteries are my guilty pleasure. Um, she was one of our first interviewees too. She was one of our first interviews, and and I've known her for a while from like Gamer Chicks when she actually worked at Microsoft. Trixie three sixty. When she was yeah, she's still Trixie three sixty. And Krista is an amazing, strong, and fascinating woman. Um, and you should definitely like check out her books on top of everything else. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so that, and then as Alicia pointed out, we have both been checking out some boss fight books. Not uh, for any reason at all. Not for any reason at all, nope. Um, but <clears throat> while she's been reading the, the uh, ZZT Anthropy book, I've been reading um, the book about one of my favorite games that Alicia will probably talk about me for. <laughs> um, is Earthbound. I know it's just such a cute, fun game. Um, so we've been checking those out um, for no reason whatsoever. Um, that's no reason it. at all. No reason at all. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. Sounds super believable. <laughs> 
This is unrelated, but Boss Fight Books is entertaining book pitches next month. So I don't know. I don't know anybody who's interested in that writing books. Yeah, because that kind of shit's boring, man. Oh, yeah, man. All right. Now we get to the fun part. What you drinking, ladies? Oh, oh, pick me, pick me. Um, what are you drinking, I'm darling? Drinking bullet bourbon. Oh, yum. New bottle. Just opened it. Let's see. Hold on, I missed it. Oh, I've only had a little bit so far. So let's see how empty that bottle is before we uh, finish up. Uh-uh. Don't yeah. do that. I haven't eaten dinner, so I can't drink a lot. So she says now. Uh-huh. I texted my husband to bring me something to snack on, but he didn't do it. Dick. Divorce. <laughs> Alex, what you drinking, babe? What do you think? Um, scotch. Nope. Gin. Some nope. terrible fucking boxed wine. Nope. Vodka. No. Okay, Here. I give up. What the fuck are you drinking? I'm drinking a margarita. Oh, really? I'm supposed to guess a margarita. That's so basic. I had a tequila night tonight. Oh, it's a, It goes well a with thing. disc golfing when it's 75 oh. degrees out and you're disc golfing and you don't want to drink a bunch of beer, you don't want to drink a bunch of scotch, you don't want to drink a bunch of wine because it's hot out, you have a margarita. And with your steak fajitas, you have a couple shots of tequila. That's the way. Apparently. Yeah. So I'm having a margarita tonight, which is the first time I've ever had a margarita on the podcast, I think. I think so. I don't remember margaritas. It's always vodka sometimes, but it's always scotch or wine, mostly. Mm-hmm. So. Woo. Fun. It's a party. What are you drinking there with your big glass? Um, yeah. I got a big glass. Uh, well, I am actually drinking because, fun stuff, um, it is going to be that kind of summer, as I've mentioned before. I am going to be drinking lots of pink tea this summer because pink tea is good. And Alex probably doesn't know what pink tea is because, you know, she hasn't been around and all. Mm -mm. But it, pink tea is um, a mixture of... Um, it's not a sneaky sneaky. No, it's a mixture of passion tea, the like the Tazo passion tea, mm -hmm. and um, lemonade. Cool. And we, we make it one because it's really tasty and you can give it to the kids. Uh, but it also mixes well with a lot of stuff. <laughs> so tonight I am drinking, I was going through my um, alcoholic stash and I found a bottle of a, it's called like Island something schnapps. It was a blue bottle of schnapps that apparently I bought at some point to make fancy, some kind of fancy weird drink. <clears throat> so, and I hadn't opened it, so I opened it. So you're drinking it. this pink drink with a mystery blue bottle. No, no, no. It's not a mystery blue bottle. It's 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 a, a sweet and sour schnapps called like Island something, so it's supposed to be fruity. Hmm. But it's actually quite good, believe it or not. Huh. And I've enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and it's uh, 
It actually made pink tea kind of purple. Wow. Weird. I know. I'm for it. There are odder things, I suppose. All right. Cool. Okay. So, so we've done all that. What about news, Alicia? What about news? There's some news, 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 news. Something have to do with Arnita Sarkeesian. Um, we'll get to that. Um, because that'll be part of today's issue, really. Mm -hmm. um, so since we all play Destiny, let's do that first. There's a lot of uh, unhappiness about the Wolves. <laughs> a lot of rage, a lot of rage happening because there's not going to be a raid in the House of Wolves DLC. It's just some arenas. Uh, I haven't really been following this because I haven't done that much with the DLCs in in Destiny so far. Uh, I've mostly been doing the main stuff because we were playing so slowly, you know, just a, a little bit here and there. Uh, I just got to 30, so I don't know. Uh, so I don't really get the rage, but man, people are fucking angry. And one of the things that they're talking about with this is that Destiny just seems really thin on content, and that much I can agree with, even though I haven't played, yeah, I haven't played, you know, everything that there is to offer so far. Mm -hmm. Bungie's trying so hard to make this game every game possible that in reality they're doing almost nothing with it, um, which kind of sucks because it's beautiful and it has potential. I mean, the storyline is boring and thin. There is no storyline. Yeah. <laughs> Except you might be a really bad guy. <laughs> um, let's kill these guys while they pray. Um. No but shit. people are mad uh, about this announcement and, and saying that, you know, the people who bought the game and the season pass really blew a lot of money, and a lot of people are saying that they're not interested in a sequel. So this could be a really big deal for Bungie, except it won't be because it's Bungie and people are going to buy their shit anyway. Right. Well, the other anyway. news item mm -hmm. is gay characters in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Mortal Kombat, not just about ripping spines anymore. Who knew? Any, any thoughts about that, ladies? A whole storyline and backstory about this guy being closeted in Mortal Kombat. That's why he's so angry and aggressive. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's the news. All right, yay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then that would bring us to our shut up, our indie game of the week, Alex Lane. Okay, Alex, while you talk about the indie game of the week, I am going to zip AFK for a second. Okay, I'm also going to go to the bathroom while I talk about it, so I'll be back. So, what? no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, uh, the indie game of the week, let me pull up my uh, notes here, is uh, Don't Starve Together, which Don't Starve, I think everybody knows, has been one of my favorite games since it came out. Um, I love it. It's online, uh, but it's also uh, the one thing I don't like about it is that it's roguelike, but it's it's gathering, it's strategy. You build up like a big base. It's pretty great. Um, so I've played a lot of hours of that. Not as many as I played of like Civilization. No. However, I played plenty of hours of it. So I love Don't Starve. Don't Starve Together came out with beta. Um, during my hiatus when I wasn't playing, and I wasn't on the podcast much. So I started, I got to one start together, I played with a couple different people, and so this is my indie game of the week. It's my indie game of the week because Don't Start Together is not a 
expansion. They say it's an expansion, but it's not an expansion. Mm-hmm. It's a standalone game, really. Um, you get a free copy of Don't Starve with it. So, I mean, do you need Don't Starve to be able to play it? I guess no one knows because you really you have it. But So, for those who play Don't Starve, um, for those who don't play Don't Starve, it's a game, you go into this world, you're just trying to survive, you gather a bunch of materials, you make a home base, you fight a bunch of crazy shit that happens, and you're basically trying not to starve or get killed by madness and things like that. So, Don't Starve Together is really interesting because they have these big worlds, um, they, you, you log on, you want to play, there's all these different servers, people host servers, there's different types of servers, there's, um, dedicated, and then there's um, ones that sign off when the host signs off, uh, which is really interesting, because the, the thing that I find most interesting about the game is the com- competition that it incites. So a lot of the servers are dedicated, which means they're always there, and do you sign on to a server with, let's say, six other people that are on it? They can. You gather stuff, you gather stuff, you gather stuff, you just are about to start to make a fire and get a home base going, they kill you, take your stuff. There's other servers you sign on. Maybe it's not a PvP with server. And you log on, and everyone's like, oh, where's the home base? Oh, it's straight to the east. Okay, and you get there, and there's fridges, and there's fires, and there's crockpots, and there's, you know, whatever. And you can share materials. That's great. There's also ones where you try to start a cooperative server. You put up a bunch of traps. You put up a bunch of stuff. You let other people log in, and they steal everything and go start a base somewhere else. Like, it's really just interesting, like, the way people react and turn on each other or cooperate with each other is really fabulous. Like, I had, I started my own server, and I started this base camp that was as far away from the portal where you log in as possible. And so many people died trying to get to me because they cared so much. And then once they did, they just, like, stole my stuff. So they went through so much work to try and just, like, steal my four rabbits that I fucking had. Like, it's just, it reminds me of the story about how they started studying, and epidemiologists started studying disease patterns in WoW because you had people who would get diseased from a, let's say they got diseased or whatever from a dungeon, then they would accidentally spread it to some people, but then some people would realize they had it because they're dicks. They would spread it on purpose. Oh, like, yeah, the plague. Yeah, the blood plague. So, like, it, it's this weird part of, part of humanity that you get to see. It's really interesting, but I, I've been playing a lot with my mom. Mm-hmm. She wants to be on an easy server with just the two of us. There's new game modes that... Cur- that uh, What is that? Uh, game mode? No, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> oh, so there's new, there's new game modes that are appropriate for different types of players. There's changes to certain characters. Um, you can get revived a lot in the multiplayer game, which you couldn't in the regular game. You have a reputation. There's new items. It's really interesting. So I would say absolutely get it. If you don't have Don't Starve, you can buy it, and then you get Don't Starve, Don't Starve Together, and you get a copy of Don't Starve Together to send to a friend. Um, if you have Don't Starve already, you can buy it and then send it to somebody else, and they can send you the expansion. It's there's a lot of ways to do it, but I would say of all the indie games that I've reviewed over the years, this is definitely one of my favorites. I love it. You guys should check it out. 
Well, if I get some good news tomorrow, Sam, <laughs> um, I may celebrate by buying myself a copy of Don't Starve Together. My mom has an extra copy. Do you want it? Yeah, absolutely. She, buy it for her. she didn't have Don't Starve. Look, it's early. He's like, what about me? I want to play. <laughs> I want to play. I like video games. I'm a dog. Um, Charlie, grow some thumbs. She didn't. She she didn't have Don't Starve, so she bought the the, the pack, and that comes with an extra copy of Don't Starve Together. So Oliver sent it to you. Yeah, I'd love it. That'd be awesome. I would also like to play with your mama. My mama is your mama. So she calls me. She's like, I don't know where the fuck the base camp is. My mom like never swears. Though I'm gonna tell you that if I play with your mama, I'm gonna name drop our Patreon like every 14 seconds. I'd be like, so. um... <laughs> I haven't told her about it yet. As soon as you tell her, she'll donate. I know. She's only not donating. She I loves you. No. I know. Mom is like your biggest fan. What a jerk! And my dad just drove me to Lafayette for one day. You are <laughs> the most spoiled adult that I know. No shit. I know. I'm nobody would ever disagree with you. Nope. I feel like I want to show you guys this thing that just came up on my Facebook. Oh god. Is it somebody else who stopped reading our uh, blog because I'm... Like, no. Hey. No, it's a men's crochet thong for beach pool or lounge. <coughs> oh. I'm not going to show you. No, let's, let's not look at that. <laughs> I, I don't like to look see at it. it. I want to unsee. I need to unsee. All right, let's talk about... Uh, let's get to the issue of the week. The issue of the week. Ooh. Episode 99, by the way. That's exciting. Yeah. Episode 99. That's a whole lot of episodes, y'all. I don't know if you thought about it. You can tell how excited everybody is because they're here. <laughs> no shit. Not that I, I get to run as anybody since I've been gone for four months. That's true. That's well, true. Well, episode 100 is going to be a blast. Yeah, we have... Are we going to be live for that one? Uh, episode for 100? We're going to do a two-part episode 100, remember? Right, but for... The, the part with the guest, are we going to be live? No. I figured not. I okay. thought that was a secret. Well, we didn't. We just said we had a guest. We didn't say who it was. We have a guest for episode well, what if I said that it's very special. Uh-uh, guest. uh-uh. I'm not saying that. Yeah, we're just having a, we're having a guest for episode 100. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I'm quitting, and I'm just going to come back as a guest. Yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, I Well, we'll talk about it. But we're going to have a two-part. The first part is just going to be just a straight-up party. Where we're gonna all going to drink a lot and talk about video games. Oh, we're going to drink a lot? Yeah. Can we really make it... Can we just make it like a live stream of us all playing something together? Mm-hmm. Let's pick an MMO. Let's well, we have, we have talked about that in your absence. We'll, talk, um, we'll catch you up. Why don't we all play Cards Against Humanity online? Oh, my God. That'd be fun. That's scary. <laughs> play Last time I played cards, they alienated our entire audience with what such assholes we are. Anyway, that's coming up in two weeks. Episode 100. Woo! I know. It's unreal. We've been doing this for four and a half years. I also just turned 30, so I feel like we should celebrate my birthday a little bit. Shut up. <laughs> Why? Shut your fucking mouth. It's just turned 30. It's a big birthday. What are you like? Shut up. Shut up. You shut up. You shut up. I will fight you and I will win. Lady, 
ladies. All right, let's get to the uh, issue of the week. Issue of the week, which is this week. Dun, 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 dun. Gamergate oh, oh. again forever because it August never ends or whatever. September. It some morphs. Month. It evolves. It crawls out of the primordial ooze. I'm making my best Gamergate face. Hang on, I'm going to drool on purpose. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, you're really open to what we have to say. Um, I'm going to start off, I'm going to kick off this discussion, if I may. May I have the floor, ladies? Yes, you may, my darling. Absolutely. I'm going to start off this discussion by saying that I am officially announcing that I'm switching sides. I am going pro Gamergate. Say more about that. Um, I'm going to go pro Gamergate because these motherfuckers make a ridiculous amount of money exploiting uh, the people who listen to them. And I want to get in on that because I work really hard, like a lot, a lot of hours, uh, and I'm tired. Speaking yeah. of which, I'm going to move to Indiana and open a pizzeria and not serve gay people because they make a lot of money, too. I hear that is no. a fucking million-dollar moneymaker. That's, that's a lucrative business, man. Mm -hmm. Hate. Um, the no, official gonna, American business. Um, later on in this episode, I believe we're going to watch a few seconds of a video by Sargon, Gamergate figure, person, icon, um, headless bust of ancient king. Um, and this guy makes $600 per video, I think, uh, or more. Releases about two videos a week. I can't be right. No, I'm going to look. Because let's point out that every time a so-called social justice warrior speaks up, there's always jokes about how they have a Patreon. But all these motherfuckers have Patreons, too, and they ain't right. doing shit. Right. Except, run, except giving us their opinion with nothing to back it, and yet and still they come into every situation and demand proof. Um, and we philosophy. <laughs> you are evil. Uh, um, and they demand proof, and then they completely and totally misinterpret it. That's an interesting thing. It it's happens. A good thing. That's a good place to start because I want to point out that, and, and, and I am probably, the of, of everyone on our staff, I'm probably the most chill about Gamergate. Um, the closest to a sympathizer, he makes $674 per video. I'm not fucking lying. Um, I, what are you chill about? I'm chill about Gamergate. I, there's some things that I, I agree with them on. I mean, in like a Venn diagram, we have like this much overlap. It's not much. It's a little. Um, with the original so-called platform, right? I do think that there should be some some ethical outlines and some some statements, especially as the gaming industry changes. Uh, the idea of what the games press—I never—I don't say journalism—should be should shift and change, and there should be policies. I agree with those things, but big butt, big 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 ass butt like the one I have that I'm sitting on. Um. I don't agree with any of the methods. I don't agree with this practice of sweeping in to somebody's mentions on fucking Twitter uh, with 400 links that are facts that don't prove a fucking thing. I don't agree with people jumping up and making videos, fucking co-opting 
Islamic language. I don't agree with this idea of, that the fucking red pillars promote. Like, oh, if you just swamp everybody with so many facts and links and statistics and bullshit. It's just there's so much nonsense. And then I watch these videos from these guys like Sargon, and they're so stupid. Like, this guy is... Listen, he's stupid. Okay? <laughs> Milo, Yiannopoulos, whatever the fuck. Milo. They're what stupid. Okay? And if you are giving these people money, if you are listening to them in good faith, you may be stupid, too. I'm yeah, sorry. Alicia, can I ask you a question? And this is 100% yeah. in earnest. Absolutely. Because um, all of us can get lost up our, up our own asses sometimes. So yes. maybe, I, maybe I'm lost. I, I, I genuinely want to know, did Gamergate start from a concern about ethics in journalism? No. No. I don't think so. I think they decided that they needed to frame it in some way that wasn't, oh my god, Zoe Quinn is a slut. So it's a, it, the entire, if anything of substance that might have come from their arguments is only available to do the other more insidious. Let's say this. Uh, this is what I think. Okay, and like I said, me being the closest one to a neutral, I'm well, not. Well, I'm certainly not a fucking sympathizer, as we no, said. No. Um, no, but because I worked in that arena for quite a while, um, I do think that, that there needs to be some standards, some measures, but they need to be unique to this industry because it's a unique industry. But, anyway, but that, we'll talk about that. That's a reasonable statement, but that, does that have anything to do with gaming? No, but game? that's what I'm going to say. Here's how it started, okay? Right. So, um, Zoe Quinn had a game, and it was a free game sometimes. Sometimes it was pay as you like, whatever. It's a twine game, it's not a big deal. Um, she slept with someone, her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, whatever, freaked out, got mad, plastered their private business everywhere, and everybody shouted collusion over a game that didn't fucking matter. Listen, I'm sorry to put it that way, I think that Zoe Quinn is a cool chick, um, I support her and the things that she does, but her game didn't matter. It re like it really, and we've we've Depression talked to people matter. who had terrible games that were newsworthy, that were interesting because of what they represented, not because it was a great game. I don't know. I played Depression Quest like like fine. It was a nothing game. Didn't matter. Her boyfriend was a news person. My daughter's filthy. No, her boyfriend wasn't. Her boyfriend was just an asshole. She right. slept okay. with a news guy who worked for okay. various sites. Who didn't review her game, right? Yeah. Right. Well, well, let me right. wait, let me jump in for a second. Um, Hi, husband. There's some interesting stuff, right? Because because Freddie in the in the lobby just just yeah, said something that I think was interesting. He says, I mean, Gamergate has some good idea, but the ideas, but <laughs> so does Charles Manson. Sometimes garbage people have a few good ideas. Fuck yes, right? Even you know a broken clock is is right twice a day, right? You know the old adage. But then at the right. same time, is that we're talking about ethics in games and Gamergate when that was never the fucking issue. It would never was. If, like if, I said, if, if 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 ethics in games had ever really been the issue, Gamergate would be a lot easier to back. Yeah. Instead, it was 
a smear campaign against anyone they decided to brand SJWs, and then they threw in you might not know as a rationale. Let me give you a link. Let me no, not let me give you a link. Let me give you fifty fucking links, and not be able to actually tell you what any of them say and think about them in any in any intelligent way. So as we'll hear when we watch this video from Sargon. So so let me ask you then. So it didn't start from an actual problem. There was a problem that was separate from Gamergate. So it didn't. It only started as a response to this. We need a veiled way to attack these women. That's what I think. No, no, I'm not even. I'm not even sure that it was. Let's attack women. I don't think that they thought it through that much. It's they can't. I mean, right? it, it, they don't think no, we hate women, so let's do this. They're just like right. They their their rhetoric, their ideas are so ingrained with it's the hatred so of women. They can't, like the post today, like they like the person like can't see that the words they're using, that the language, that the rhetoric, that everything that they are doing has been used for so long to discredit, to make women as less than human beings. To not only a- not only women, but anyone deemed inferior That's right. in any way, shape, or form. Right? Because, you know, we have folks coming out of the we have folks coming out of the woodwork on us because we we were talking about the rhetoric that Gamergate uses and trying yeah. to be constructive and saying, look, when you make crazy. chance of Vidya Akbar and bring out the rhetoric of um, Islamic fundamentalists and terrorist groups as a support for your cause. You align yourself with that bullshit and do right. yourselves no fucking favors. And yeah. what um, do we get? We get folks coming back at us like, well, that's the shit you use. No, not once. Not no, once. Not even a in little bit. In any way, no. shape, or form, have we ever, ever, ever used that kind of rhetoric? And and that's what makes me so frustrated is because most of these people who self-claim the label, say that, you know, they truck in facts and they only want to talk about statistics and reality and logic, but then they come to us and they argue on the site, on social media, whatever, about how we don't engage and we don't listen, and I have actively, I'm sorry, i got to turn the camera off for a second, actively gone out asking people to talk to me. I want to talk about why people are still fronting these party lines. I'm interested in hearing what they think they're furthering, what kind of agenda they're pushing. I want to know. And I have some fruitful conversations. I block the people straight up who just come yeah. at me like, let's fight. I'm, I'm not interested. So there are some times, especially you know, if I'm, if I'm feeling bowdy that day, I'll fight. But for the most part, I'm just, I don't care. But if you want to actually talk to me, even if you want to talk to me in an angry way, I will talk. Okay, but they don't bother to check. They just assume because we're so-called social justice warriors that we're making assumptions, no, and no, that no. is the fatal flaw when it comes to interacting with us. Those assumptions about the assumptions we're making. I'm not making assumptions. I'm out there asking people, finding out, talking to people, trying to explore this rhetoric. Okay, so if you're gonna come at us with that shit, shut the fuck up. Do your fucking research. Exactly. I mean, because we have we have people who fall uh, 
here, and now your mom is giving fall at different points along this continuum. Sure. Like, yeah. Alicia will put up with a whole lot more shit than I will. I try to engage people. If you come at us, even if we are diametrically opposed in our views, if you come at me in a respectful way, I am willing to engage. I'm going to talk to you. The moment you say some off-the-wall shit, you're dead to me. Fuck it. I'm done. Alex Lane, on the other hand. <laughs> Alex Lane don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, but I completely engaged. So I had the most you're dismissive you fucking comment today that totally belittled me and used every single trick in the book that have been used to yeah. take women down to a substandard, subhuman level for hundreds of years. In the this is this is what's offensive to me. I don't give a shit I'll if you come at me. Here. I seriously, I don't give a shit <laughs> if you come at me with your fuck women's nonsense and your your hateful rhetoric and whatever. You're stupid. That's fine. I don't give a shit about that. But what bothers me is that people, when they are intelligent, they're reasoned, they're logical, that they come they attack you with the rhetoric of Gamergate that they hide, or the rhetoric of any of the things that have been used to discredit women, they act like you're being hysterical. They act you're like the you're one being illogical. You're unreasonable. You don't know the history of it. I have been studying this. I got my PhD in it. And you're like, I think you're ignorant about what you're talking about. Like, that is what fucking pisses me off. And I engaged... Yeah. I might not have engaged to the person's liking, but what I said wasn't even a tenth of disrespectful as what he said to me. Oh, I agree. So, fuck that guy. And then he was like, he fuck you, I'm going to take my doing. toys and go home. To which I, I say... Which I understand, but he knew what he was doing. Like, yes. he was like, fucking idiots. Ha ha ha, you're an idiot. Fine. But when you use that rhetoric to demean, to take away the humanness of all this shit that's been happening, like... Fuck you, and I certainly will engage with you, but okay. I'm sorry if it's not PC. So anyway, let me let me wind this I back. I think it's fair to bit. say that I don't engage with people. It's not. I mean, no, do. we do. I think Sam said it the right way. We all engage in different ways. But let's let's dial this back just a little bit for a second, because oh, we were I'm talking about dial it back. We're telling me to calm my emotions down. All right, Look, I'm going to need you to settle down because you're being a little hysterical right now. No, seriously. Um, we were talking about the origins. We were talking about what is continuing. And there's two things that have been said to me recently by self-proclaimed gamer gators that I find really fascinating. And I think that we should discuss them. Uh, the first one came about in the discussion the night when I said, hey, I'm here. Let's talk about it. You guys always want to say that nobody wants to dialogue, nobody wants to communicate. Let's talk. And the other one came up very recently. Um, I think maybe the same guy. Uh, I won't name him by name. He's had a couple of different Twitter accounts. I wonder if he got banned. I don't know. Um, but we have communicated civilly. And the first thing he or maybe another person said that night that I was talking to everyone was that None of this would have happened, this being Gamergate, if gamers had been shown a little respect at the beginning. Fuck yes! Regardless of the fact that oh, nobody agreed. was showing Zoe Quinn any personal space, agency, or respect. Let's leave that off the table for now. 
but they're getting to the idea of Lee Alexander's Gamers Are Dead article, a lot of people saying, I'm no longer interested in identifying as a gamer, gamer culture is over, um, if this is gamer culture, it's shit, and gamers are dead, and they're over. If people right, had shown all about. gamers respect from the beginning of gaming, none of this would have happened, because women have always been gamers, exactly. minorities have always been gamers, and if we had been respected and listened to from the beginning, none of this would have happened. Yes, they're right. Maybe not their point, but anyway. <laughs> no, absolutely not their point, because they are... They're talking about from the beginning of the Excluding women... Right from the category of gamers. Like, I'm sorry if you got listened to from the beginning, but there was a counterpart, which is what I was trying to get across. Like, there's been a counterpart. Right. There's been, for every time you game, there's three people out there who aren't considered as gamers and who are disrespected and who are yelled, like, racial or sexist things at the entire time they're gaming. And they're just as much gamers as you. So, yes, if gamers had been respected from the beginning, this wouldn't have been a fucking issue. That is somehow what I think a lot of these people don't understand, that they are affected with this myopia in which they cannot see past their own experiences. <laughs> they have experiences in which they are sometimes treated as social outcasts because they're gamers, because of that identity. We're what social outcasts and women, so suck it. Yeah, is that they're turning that on us on, um, I know somebody's gonna, somebody out there right now is yelling, hashtag not your shield, um, on women, on people of color, uh, who have often been excluded from games. I mean, I was writing about the way I was treated on Xbox voice chat as early as 2005, okay? Like, there's Sheree a reason why... was getting kicked out of meetings yeah. in 1991 because yeah. she said, what about the female players? Which, at that time, they were a huge percentage. They were like 30-some percent. Then they declined, and then they raised back up. But regardless, yeah. So it's been an ongoing problem, but for some reason, this faction of men, young men, cannot see um, what is so obvious to us. And I don't, I don't know how to bridge that gap. I don't know how to show them. I keep trying to talk to people and just say, please listen, please listen. But recently, I had, after a very long discussion on Twitter with a gentleman who was demanding citations for the lifelong sexism I had experienced as a gamer, after I finally disengaged from the conversation, took up the conversation with another man, which continued for several hours, in which these two men, still tagging two women in the discussion, proceeded to explain sexism. Don't realize that a distrust of what women are saying is yeah. part of the issue. You but, automatically are not credible in telling the truth, which is exactly what the poster today was saying. Okay, let me say something. I, this, this is where i got to take over for just a second. got to Go ahead, do it. It makes so much sense to me. The reason that I refuse to stop calling myself a gamer, right? People, and I can understand why people say, I'm no longer a gamer, gamers are dead, I don't want to be called... Because what is going on in the gaming community is so problematic and so painful, people want to totally and completely disengage. Now, this is a thing that makes me start to realize that I may be at a point where I am breaking from, uh, from the next generation, or maybe it is a more intersectional thing in that I am black and gay and, and, and a woman, um, is that I refuse 
to disengage from that history, no matter how fucked up, no Fuck matter that. how painful. That's your label, too. It is my yeah. legacy as well. One. Two, it helps us explain where we are and where we're coming from. And it is the mm -hmm. fact that people are forgetting all of this history that goes along with being a gamer, painful and wonderful, that it becomes impossible for these folks to understand what the fuck we're talking about. Because I'm going to come like, in on your tails when you're done. Uh, it, what do you say? I'm going to come in on this when you're done. I mean, but I, that, I, mean I think that's what it is, is that, you know, it's like, yeah. well, it's all about us, right? We were ostracized. We were this. We were that. Okay, dude, this shit has been happening before you were fucking born. It was happening that's, before you were yeah. born, and it was happening ten times as bad to those of us who weren't looking dating. That's, that's the other thing. For 40 fucking years. I'm old. I'm going to pull it up. And that because, shit is not any different. I'm sorry. No, but, I agree with you. No, you're, you're absolutely right, and that's yes. the other thing. And this is what blows my mind. Uh, when I was on the, the Nim Gamer Twitter the other day, uh, my former... Gamergate friend who stopped following me on Twitter then came to NimGamer to engage me, maybe not knowing it was me. Uh, it's usually me on Twitter. <laughs> Everybody, PSA, it's usually me. It's definitely her. He started asking if I felt that sexism and misogyny were inherently wrong, always. And I said, I, you know, I don't, I don't feel comfortable making that claim. Um, what kind of fucking I, question is that? Yeah, but that's that's the thing. That's everything that is couched in so-called philosophy, right? Philosophy. Where you deal with these moral absolutes. But that doesn't happen in the real world. The real world doesn't take place in a vacuum where you can look at everything as though it's a math problem. There are There's a, a scale, a continuum, if you will, of problems that are effective. And I would say that in some cases, maybe sexism and misogyny, what, what we would see it as is built into certain cultures. And I'm not going to say that culture is wrong. Right, it's, it's looking for that truth with the capital T. Are, are dealing more damage than that, but anyway, that's another discussion. Because what he said was, we are being told that if games are sexist and games are misogynist, that we are wrong, and these views are forced on me whether I like them or not. In whose world? In his, apparently. So they're saying if you like, so he's saying if we like games, and we claim that games are sexist and misogynist. If he likes games, he's sexist and misogynist. It's a logical yeah, here's what he's saying. But Sex we is like it. It is. It is. This is what he says. It's I'm going to read it verbatim. Fallacy. Hang on, I'm going to read it verbatim. Sexism and misogyny are inherently wrong. Labeling games as sexist or misogynistic is labeling them wrong. I think that many have overstepped that by silencing. Or attempting to silence, <laughs> yes, like Gamergate's been silenced, whatever, the opinions or content that they find objectionable. So this gets back to that whole idea of like somehow we are killing freedom of speech by saying, I don't know, maybe you guys don't have to attach fucking G-sized tits to every female character you program. I don't know. Um, but yeah, th that's, that's what it gets at. They feel attacked personally. And my friend who told me the story of his friend who had been a lifelong gamer, who he had uh, some sort of disorder, uh, he wasn't quote-unquote normal in appearance, um, who had found the only solace he had ever known at conventions, 
until that shit went mainstream. And then he felt like he had lost his only territory, his only safe place. I get it, and I sympathize. But, but, there's no excuse. Sorry. There's no excuse for taking these things to this level and freaking out and harassing people or refusing to listen. We can come together. Gaming has maybe never been a whole community, but there's no reason it can't be. So that, yeah. but that's the, that's the thing with you. I agree, but like that's the thing with your friend is like, like, and this is what I was trying to get with my empathy post. Like, gaming was it when we were all, all of us in the '80s and '90s, and we were fucking rejects. Like, gaming was what brought us together. If you had yeah. a disability, even if you were totally fucking traditional, like whatever, we for some reason chose this gaming life. Like, I remember sitting there with my friends playing EverQuest my first year in college, like, a bunch of us drinking Mountain Dew and Natty Ice with the lights off. Like, we were fucking nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Those had serious disabilities. That doesn't... The fact that games need to... The fact that we argue games need to be more reflective of diversity doesn't take away those feelings. I loved Mario. Laura Croft was my biggest role model growing up. Does that mean that she's perfect? Fuck yeah. no. She's problematic. But it's, it's all it's, you had. But it's all yeah. we had, right? So, like, we loved it. We loved all this shit. I loved Laura Croft. Shiva, man. I was like, yeah, I want three arms. I want to do this to people. Like, like seriously, <laughs> like, that's what we all had. We all have that together. You're right. But just because it was your safe place doesn't mean that it wasn't ours. And while it was our right. safe place, there was still that nagging feeling that we don't really belong here. And all we want, that's oh, what no. I was trying to get across, is all we want is for someone to acknowledge that we're important too because it saved our lives as well when we were yeah. kids. I, I absolutely agree. And this is one of the things that I was trying to tell them that, that night that this second discussion came about when they decided to to ask for citations on sexism in the industry is that how do I cite the fact that at 16 at 16 I went into a comic shop to play magic and I had men hanging over me asking me oh whose girlfriend are you oh let me explain to you how to use these cards that you've been playing, you know, for, for already for so long. I mean, Sorry, the fact it was so I, sweet for you to belong, but we never really belonged here either. Right. So fuck you for hating us for wanting that. Yeah. But I, I I can't I can't cite it because it's it's what I've been through. And if you won't listen to that, then I don't have anything to tell you. Right, and you know, and and it's it's a question. I mean, it's. It's ethnographic research, fuckers. But one, even outside outside of the academic, it's a question of repetition. You hear these same stories over and over again yeah. from hundreds and thousands of women. Yeah. How much fucking proof do you need? But they well, don't hear like, it. Like, they don't hear it. I talked to former professors of mine, and yeah. they're like, Games, game studies scholars, right? And they're like, but, but is this really happening? Are they really getting threats? Or are they getting one offensive message that they're flowing out of proportion? They really don't believe it. And then if we post it online, it's like you're just trying to raise money and get attention. There's no way out of it. They set up this fucking quandary, and we can't 
Well, look, I said this today. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I, I was on Twitter this afternoon because people were freaking out about Anita Sarkeesian being chosen for the Time 100. Um, and, of course, they were pulling out all the old videos about how she one time she said, I'm not really a gamer, and all this bullshit. And I said, you know what? I don't care. I don't care if she's been playing games for 20 years. I don't care if she's been playing games for two years. I don't give any fucks. You don't have to be a lifelong gamer to be a gaming critic. You don't have to have played every game in the fucking universe to be a gaming critic. All you have to do is be able to recognize patterns and see what's there. Pick up any fucking game. Guess what? You're going to see sexism in that game. You're going to see an overuse of tropes because we accept mediocre bullshit because it's all we have. Okay? So, so, I don't care. So this is what like we were talking about Don't Nod today. So this is the perfect example. They were like, we really wanted a young female character. So we're not young females. So we just thought about, this is a Vice Gaming article, we just imagined what a young female character would think and act like. <laughs> so there, there might, that's not malicious. That's not terrible. But that is completely representative. It's white middle-aged men imagining what do our gamers want and let's they not see hire somebody gamers who might be able to tell you well, what what let's make a let's make an indian character Ooh, let's put a headdress on him oh let's give him fucking leather you know pants or whatever and because the only thing they can possibly know about is stereotypes stereotypes everybody stereotypes fine but if you're going to make a multi-billion dollar game spend $10,000 by hiring somebody who actually has So, to be fair, I don't think Don't Nod knew what they had on their hands. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> and I, don't, I don't mean to pick on them. I just, we're... Yeah. We, it was a topic of conversation lately. We and can I, pick I on Ubisoft. <laughs> oh, so, but, but that's the point, is like, it's like, well, there it might not be malicious, and you enjoying the game doesn't make you a terrible person. What the fuck you, else are we going to play? You afterwards... Literally, it's nothing else. You playing these games and then pretending there's nothing wrong with them and that worthy asshole, that makes you a bad fucking person. Where's the cheesecake? i got to find the cheesecake graphic. This was the greatest thing I've ever seen on social media. I don't know the cheesecake Okay, well, you know, you I don't know if you get it, but we keep Sam getting all this. Twice. Sam's cloned. I am. Alex, do you hear the argument where as soon as you mention you need diversity in games, they're like, oh, so you want every game to have, like, one trans person and one One of man. everything. No, one of I, everything, right? I don't because people are afraid to argue with me, apparently. So. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I, 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 under, I really do understand the argument. I got in this argument my second year of my PhD program, which I actually do have a PhD studying games for those of you who think I'm a fucking idiot. Um, and yeah, I mean, that you are is totally. Different. I am an idiot, but at least I know a little bit about something. Uh, and someone was like, "I was like, well, we need to talk more about women. We need to talk more about women." And someone else goes, "What? What do you want us to talk about? The fucking lizards too?" And that point was just—it stuck with me so much because it was like that's what people who have always been in power see. They see that an opening of the gates means chaos. But it, that, that is not what it means. It means being thoughtful and respectful. It doesn't mean you need one Native American, one 
Afghani, one Russian, one British person in every single fucking game. But yeah. if you're making a game with a half Indian, half Native American uh, person in the Revolutionary War, you should probably hire somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about so yeah. you can at least be kind of representative. You can't have 5% female representation and then be pissed when people are like, wow, I wish you had some more diversity in this game, and you're like, well, we never thought of it. Because you didn't have any fucking women who work for your company. Like, like it's not all or nothing. It's progress. I don't know. Oh, Freddie said something. I'm going to put this cheesecake diversity in the chat. Sorry, I'm fucking ranting. No, 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 it's fine. I think it's good. Um, well, while you do that, I'll read Freddy's so, okay. so you, can, you don't have to multitask too much. Right. Um, the, the fear these dudes have have really connects to their con their contempt for casuals. That's what it is. Um, they've been asking for mainstream acceptance for years, but then they turn around and complain about casual gamers. But the rise of casual gamers happened because of growing mainstream acceptance. What they want is to be is to both be mainstream, but not still treat gaming as their own personal. Uh, but I'm sorry, but to still treat personal uh, gaming as their own personal sandbox. Have another drink, uh, which is a childish <laughs> stance, right? And Freddie's absolutely right. I have to say absolutely. that that fumbling was not in Freddie's written comment, but in in my reading of Freddie's written comment. I don't, I would like. Can I pick one thing with that though? Yeah, go ahead. I don't think that rise of casual gaming is is the rise of mainstream gaming. I think that the rise of casual gaming is someone and a few companies recognizing that these players who've always been there are casual gamers and then starting to make games for them. Like, I don't think... It seems nitpicky, but I don't think the audience has changed, so they're changing games. I think the audience has always been there and been kind of dissatisfied with the games, and a few smart companies found a way to cash in on that, yeah. and that led to the rise of, of casual games. I know it seems it seems like a stupid nitpick. Well, it becomes but kind of chicken the egg casual scenario. games, quote unquote, which is totally maligned. I think the audience has always been there, just not people didn't make games for them. Well, I mean, so I, I think. I'm sorry. Let me just throw this out. I think that that is it's the concept of it's the definition of casual game and casual yeah. gamer, right? I think that there are casual gamers who play hardcore games. It's just that they yeah. don't play as much or or even kind of interrogate it as deeply in terms of theory crafting and you know Alex and her fuck because Alex plays casual games. But that shit's not casual because I've seen her fucking spreadsheets that she makes to try to figure out. <laughs> I'm serious. That shit's not. That's not casual. That's hardcore. Yeah. Uh, that's why the only thing that makes sense to me is a a hardcore. The delineation between a hardcore gamer and a casual gamer. The only thing that ever made sense is if you spend a majority or if you spend a significant portion of your leisure time playing games, you're a hardcore gamer. It doesn't matter what you play, and, and the people who are making bank recognize that. Mm -hmm. They recognize that I will make spreadsheets out of whether carrots, cabbage, or strawberries make the most in the new fucking farming game on the iPad. And I'll play with my mom, and I'll play with my sister-in-law, and I'll play with my brother, and we'll all spend fucking $50 a week because we're crazy. That's not a casual game. No, yeah. There's nothing casual about it. 
we've there's also an intersection here. No, I, I I think there's just one more one more point that needs to be raised on this. I I totally agree with with both of you and with Freddie. Um, but there's this extra angle of these people who are coming in now who may have always been gamers but maybe didn't have the opportunity to play. I think of like my in-laws and my mom, right? People yeah. who right now are playing tons of games. My in-laws are probably sitting on their fucking couch right now, both of them with their tablets out, playing no. tons of games. Do you think they're right? less of a gamer than you? No, but I do think that until a couple of years ago, they didn't have the access that we have. Sure. Right? We always had access. Um, whether we were welcomed or not, we had access. Uh, but now, with the, the ubiquitousness of games that, that they can play and understand and get into, um, that's why I say it's kind of a chicken and the egg sort of deal because uh, there's more people who can play uh, and there's more things that they can access. But, and here's the big difference, they don't identify as gamers. No. Because but, but there's a couple of things in that, like they it's don't. not their identity. They don't have to. No, they don't have to. That's not the point. The point is that they don't. So here are all these people who do, and it's whether or not it's the actual sum total of their identity. That's how they present themselves. Can so I, now can I make all like people a weird... who don't present in that way, and they get territorial about it. Can I make like a weird comparison that you guys can criticize? I'm yeah, just floating this out there. I've never thought about this before. But I'm a little bit Native American, and I've never identified as it. I wasn't raised as part of it. It wasn't part of my life. My life. I didn't even know about it until my grandpa made, before he died, he made this family tree, and I realized that, that I was what other people would consider a significant portion. And there's people I know who are that percentage Native American who grew up in in cultures where that was a big deal to them. They were raised with certain values and blah, blah, blah. So while that doesn't change anything about me, that I'm, I don't identify as it, and so it doesn't impact my identity. So right. my, my mom has been playing games. We used to have to schedule Sims when I was in high school because we all wanted to play Sims on the computer at the same time. <laughs> but it's never been part of her identity. You know? Right. Like... She doesn't give a shit about it. It's never impacted her. It's just something. No, I think you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. There's a difference there. And those who claim it feel protective of it, and they want it to, to be persistent. And that's if you watch the video that we have ready. In, uh, let's watch it. In the, let's watch part of it. He talks about that, about needing to separate the social justice warriors from regular gamers. But that is the fucking gamer. It's the gamer yeah. trying to be like, you've denied this to me my whole life, and it's been a part of my identity. Gaming has been a part of my identity. It's been denied to me, and now I fucking want it because I have a voice. Anyway, okay. Sorry. Are we ready for this video? Let's watch part of it. Okay. So let me just introduce it. This is Sargon of, I don't know, Akkad? Akkad? I don't know. Whatever. Sargon. Gamergate figurehead. Um, fucking $700 per video. I'm in the wrong racket. Uh, <laughs> trying to take down the, as he puts it, professional cretins of academia. You guys were not important enough to be on this list. He actually chooses people who are not academics outside of Catherine Cross, uh, just people who are freelance writers. I guess, I don't know, Jonathan McIntosh uh, sort of crosses that line. Um, but Catherine Cross is the only person who presents as 100% an academic who he goes after in this video. 
But we're not going to watch the whole thing because it's three and a half hours long. Well, we're going to watch. You throw a lot of facts around that happens. (laughs) Yeah, no, he spends about two thirds of it actually just answering questions on Twitter. I guess I don't know. Okay, we ready? Yes. Do it. Because there are some fucking morons behind the scenes of all this, and I just want to. I just want you to hear some of the shit they say. These these people are fucking crazy, right? And uh, this is going to be a thoroughly unprofessional live stream. So, um, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll just have to grin and bear it together. Um, right. So I found this. There, there's this. He's got a lot of long the, uh, pauses where he just, just does nothing but fumbles around. Passing around on a site called First Person Scholar. Doesn't that sound important? I'll do a screen share here. Um, right. Okay, yeah, you, you guys should be able Watching to Watching Alex is giving me so life right it's now. It's written by someone called Catherine Cross. And it's called, We Will Force Gaming to be Free. And it's just like... I, <laughs> I love the idea of forcing freedom on something. That's, that's exactly how freedom works. You have to force people to be free. You can't leave them alone. Is this me? I publish on First Person Scholar. Because they might do something that you don't like. No, it's not mine. But it starts with a quote. The end justifies the means. Which I'm is not pretty sure he's illiterate. What if there's never an end? All we have is means. And it's like, okay. That's 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 great, Catherine, because presumably what you're doing is looking at the means you're going to take it. and thinking, hang on, we are actually being really bigoted pieces of shit to everyone, aren't we? And so, yeah, but all we have is the means. It's like, so does that mean that all we are a big to piece of shit? Yes, actually, that is exactly what that means. But anyway, that's that's not really what I wanted to get into. Well, what um, if we were all fucking frogs? I mean, really? So it, it goes on about. She's actually talking about Gamergate's means. It, it goes but on, he doesn't and get on, that. on and on. And I'll probably do a video on this article, so I won't go into it too I'm deep. really shocked he doesn't get something. But I'll, I'll post a link on Twitter for people to read. Um, because it's just some spectacular shit. Um, it's the inability to comprehend what gets read. I mean, it's the same thing that happened when that study I, came out of Germany like and Gamergate never, latched onto it. We're like, look, I, I here's proof of what we're saying. These people and then take the, the scholars who wrote it had to come okay, back well, and say, no, no, dude, I mean, she's that's not what we're saying. And Zoe Quinn and some other people I don't I know who they are. They're probably important. She tags it with Digra, Game oh, Game, Mass Effect 3. Yeah, I've she's a twat. Um, just, just as a quick side note on Digra, um, I've got one more video uh, coming up on Digra, and it'll be the last because Digra have chosen a side, and <laughs> it's not our side. Uh, they've, they've, they've rendered themselves highly irrelevant, and I would say totally suspect. Um, there's there's absolutely no no getting around it. Um, I will take some questions and stuff. I just want to go. Have through you heard any facts so far? These things have been on my mind because when, uh, no. Know, these things. Just, other than the fact that he's I, absolutely wrong about what he know thinks what these he read. fuckers are doing, and I've had a lot of people going, "Oh, Game is not about feminism," and I agree, it's not about feminism. But the thing is, feminism, academic feminism, really is a root cause of what's happening here. So I think if people sort of understood what these, these people were trying to do to your games, then you might understand a bit exactly why this has happened, you know? 
Um, so, he never yeah. explains what we're trying to do to games, by the way. Don't wait for Sorry, it. Sorry, I'm just going to be thoroughly unprofessional and skim through it to the bits. I should have marked them beforehand, but I'm not a pro. I'm going to be thoroughly unprofessional and skim through it while I attempt to tell you about all the nuances that are here. Why not fucking ethics, read ethics, it? Ethics. Right, so a careful examination of Gamergate reveals an anarchic social movement that is now fully given over to paranoid purged logic, purist orthodoxy, deep suspicions, uh, deep suspicion of outsiders and institutions, and above all, a willingness to believe. All right, can, that the can ends we will just talk means. about this? Let's get rid of this and talk, because I, <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start. I can't take it anymore. That is just so wholly backward. <clears throat> yeah, okay. I mean, I, I just. I started this started watching this video because you know I have I take an academic interest in viral outrage. Um, this guy being a phenomenon blows my fucking mind. Like just straight out of my head. I don't understand why anyone listens to this and is like, yes. And I looked him up on Twitter and, and I'm watching and he's 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 all up in it with Milo and Christina Summers and don't even fucking get me started on Christina Summers. Girl, there's a reason why feminism left your ass behind. Um, <laughs> well, okay, and it's so like a unit of morons. Mm -hmm. the, well, the interesting thing is, is that you you ask why. He's white. He's male. He has a British accent. I don't think is, he's actually British. It is. I didn't say it was a it's real British. Really shaky. Sometimes it drops it all is, together. It is perceived ethos. It is perceived ethos because if you give someone who you give you give folks who don't know any better someone who is white and male and has and has a British accent, regardless of whether or not it's an authentic yeah. British accent, they're going to perceive that person as an authority. This is this, I, I'm just jumping in. I didn't hear the lead up to this, but this is something that people do who comment on this don't understand, they think that they're coming from the same place that the people who've been shunned by the gaming industry are coming from. It's fucking nonsense. You have this power, obviously, that the rest of us don't have. But anyway. What's that? Bullet? Mm-hmm. I made a new drink. That's what I'm doing right now at my desk. <laughs> Are you just drinking straight bourbon? Now she is. Um, <laughs> but aside from all of that, seriously, I mean, this is as astounding, right? Because you get these people who, I mean, he's literally saying, this is unprofessional. I'm going to skim through this. Okay, yeah. I've been in academia for 20 years. I can skim an academic article and get the gist of it. Mm -hmm. A lay person cannot. <laughs> you really can't. And the, this this can. is fairly mainstream, but yeah, you can't skim it and understand anything about what she's saying, which he demonstrates repeatedly. He also doesn't believe that pedagogy is a thing. He's like, how can someone have a degree in harsh teaching? Pedagogy is Son? degree of teaching. Right? But right. he doesn't understand that. Because he well, doesn't know shit, and he's possibly functionally illiterate. 
Well, everything from the beginning is 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 problematic, right? Because he's saying, "Oh, look at these memes." These, but he's not even understanding what memes she's talking about because he no. hasn't read the fucking article. No, and he doesn't get that she's talking about Gamergate, not the so-called social justice warriors. There's a bunch of transphobia that follows this too. Which, of course, when you when all else fails, you go to personal attack. Right. Um. But this is the this is the problem, right? Just assuming women are are non-trustworthy sources, they don't know what they're talking about. This is why even the best intentioned, the good guys, are writing these terrible things because they just assume they assume Anita Sarkeesian is lying. They assume Brianna Wu deserved it. They assume Zoe Quinn's a fucking slut. And they're not throwing out insults, so they're not racist the, okay, so or sexist, right? You, you they, just they brought up something interesting, Alex. You just brought up something interesting. You said they assume Zoe Quinn is a slut. So what is she if she is? So what? So what if she is the most sexually free, promiscuous person on the face of the, the fucking planet? The sluttiest slut that ever slutted. What does that have to do with who she is as a game critic and designer. Oh. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. But, but that's the thing is that, that anything women do or don't do or they perceive her as doing or whatever invalidates their opinion. And intelligent people with PhDs and masters do this to women constantly. So what? how can you fucking argue against it? Because the difference is, for some folks, is that what they're working from is a position of privilege. Yeah. And people have to understand. Yeah, it, all the time it gets called white privilege, white male privilege. It's a, but it does yeah. not exist only for men, nor does it exist only for white folks. Right? Because we've got a lot of black and brown folks in Gamergate who are just as fucking entitled and ignorant. Yep. And women too. One of and the women. one of the main idiots is a woman. But can I just really briefly read you No Yes. Uh what Sargon says about himself. <laughs> How he presents himself. Please okay? do. I'm I for I'm for finding the truth of the matter using rational arguments backed up by evidence. I do my own research and I try to be thorough. But this, he didn't, this is he the said, fucking problem. We watched like one minute of this video, okay? He he says this is what he goes through. He doesn't understand what she's writing. He doesn't know anything about the site first person scholar. He doesn't know two of the people of the four people she cites. 50% didn't bother to look him up. Got fucking Wikipedia articles. Goddamn, Ursula K. Le Guin, like, you can't find a few sources about that. Ursula K. Le Guin is super popular. Right? But she's a woman, so she doesn't matter, I guess. Right. Um, but in this, all we find, and if you watch the video further, by the way, if anybody out there wants to watch it, and it'll be in the show notes, um, he talks about Samantha Allen wanting a vagina which is an actual fact, something that happened. He talks about um, people writing articles and he says that someone can't have a degree 
in being a harsh teacher because he doesn't understand what pedagogy is. So there is a complete lack of rational arguments. There's a complete lack of evidence. There's a complete lack of research. And I don't even think the motherfucker can read English. I was going to so, say there's a complete lack of basic understanding. I don't know. This is the, this is the response we got on the website today, right? Like it's yeah. somebody who thinks, who, who exists in a particular discourse community who has seen links and posts and whatever from that discourse community and then tries to school other people in their reason and logic. Not to mention the fact that reason and logic are totally fucking bunk, but that's a different story. What they're using is very skewed ideas without researching them, like talking about the fact that, oh, what was the thing today? It was like, it was like saying how the history of social justice warrior came about. Like, it was so wrong. Yeah. And they were like, you're very <laughs> ignorant because you don't know the people you're talking about. That's what someone said to me. And I was like, every legitimate source for the history of this idea says this, this, and this, which are totally compatible with what I... what Like, so what are... But that's a, the that's a thing with the internet. You can prove anything. You can find a source to back anything up. And that people are so fucking delusional. This guy, Sargon, is so fucking delusional that he really thinks that if you Google something and the first thing that pops up confirms your biased opinion that that's fact? What is fact? Isn't what is that, that how research that works that, that far? That is crazy. Anyway. I don't. I don't know. I don't I don't know what to say at this point. I don't I mean I haven't even looked at our we had a whole organization discussion. We fucking left it behind. But at the end of the day this is this is what we're up against. This faction I don't even want to think in terms of who's against who, but that's what we've been reduced to. This faction of dudes who think that as long as they say something is fact it automatically becomes fact, whereas we have to prove absolutely everything we say yes. to their satisfaction down to our own personal experiences. You know what? Fuck that. I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> Fuck yes, Alicia. I'm not going to do it. I don't have to prove myself. No, you don't. Fuck them. At some point, you have to say enough. Yeah. And I'll talk. I'll engage. I'm more than happy. Milo wants to support a debate with Anita Sarkeesian. She'll never agree, but y'all fucking send me to E3. I will go. Let's do it. Send me. Y'all donate to our Patreon right the fuck now, and I will go. <laughs> I've watched Milo debate. Mom, I'm not mom, 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 mom. <laughs> yeah, where's your mom? Where's your mom? <laughs> She's waiting for me on Don't Starve Together. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a gamer. Yeah, no, not a gamer at all. But it's just, no matter what we say, no matter what we do, no space that we are in is private. Just like yesterday, um, in threads, talking about, on Reddit, how Zoe Quinn was lying to Congress about being harassed. She was actively being harassed in those very threads. The lack of self-awareness. Yes. Um, the confusion of opinion with fact and the entitlement that some of these people feel when they roll into our mentions on Twitter 
or attack us on our own website or make fucking mashup videos or Photoshop our pictures, that they have this ownership of this medium, of this arena. It's bullshit. Y'all don't own it. Get the fuck out. And I will say on a softer note, because I'm often softer than Alicia, like, <laughs> this, this thing that has been so important to you was just as important to us, and you have are now 30 and male and white, so every protagonist looks like you. No one looks like us. We don't get to see ourselves, and that's all we want. We want some representation. We want to be able to go in and make games and be part of it. So the thing that saved you saved us, and we just want to be recognized as part of it. To soften up. Yeah. No, I agree. And that is the Sam, though, you're fucked. No, I am. I am. No, I'm just a bitch. That's okay. I like that part. No, I'm just saying that that you're never you're never gonna get a yeah, protagonist. Yeah, ne no, never, <laughs> never, never. You might, cause we're white ladies. I, I'm. I'll. I'll be dead, and they'll make a character that looks like me. Yeah. No. <laughs> but that's okay. Now you can look forward to my takedown of Vice Gaming next week to talk about racial representation in games. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm going to mm. write about racial representation next week also. Why are um, white people writing about racial representation? You know, we white person talks about race. Because we want other white people to listen, and they ain't going to listen to you, Zam, because you're black. Right. I'm just another angry black woman. I know. That's right. That's how it works. That's how we roll. We're doing the work. That's a rational, logical fact. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we left a lot of our proposed bullet points behind, but I think we touched on most of them. Is there anything... Any burning ideas that you guys want to get out there that we didn't make it to? No. I, I looked at I looked at the at the same thing. I'm like, yeah, we covered everything just about. We did it in a roundabout fashion, but we did it. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna have fun putting these show notes together. <laughs> <laughs> it hopefully is a little better. With like the thing laid out in the link. The thing that we're not talking about that we're using. Yes. So, wow. That brings us to the end of episode 99. 99? And I'm back forever. <laughs> you used to it. Because I'm not going to be an idiot like I was last year and be a new faculty member that signs up for a billion things like Sam told me not to. Yeah, yeah. You don't listen. Um, so, yeah, that's episode 99. Our next episode is episode 100. Which Woo! we're we're, we're going to have a special guest for episode 100, but we're also going to have a kick-ass, let's have some fun portion of episode 100 because Party. at the heart of it all, we love games. See, we don't want to kill games. We don't want them to go away. We don't want to make them. I'm not really a gamer. <laughs> Y'all, if games went away, I don't know what the fuck I would. I do. really wish you. Did. You and me either. Good God. <laughs> So on that note, so if you um, there are things you need to do. You need to like us on you need to like us on Facebook. Just look for Not Your Mama's Gamer. You need to follow us on Twitter at NimGamer. Um, if your Tumblr is your thing, you need to follow us on Tumblr, NimGamer.tumblr.com. You need to be reading us every single day because we're damn smart and damn funny, regardless what of what... It? What was it the guy from Critical Distance said last week? He didn't know how we could consistently produce such good content. It was magic. Magic. 
Critical yeah, distance, man. Imagine. Can we shout out the fuck out of that? Because that, <laughs> he, like, seriously, four years ago, our first link, like, our first substantive link, critical distance. Thank you, critical distance. I mean, really, that that's the shit. Yes, we have magic. So you have to come check out the magic on a daily basis at... Uh, and... Oh, go ahead. Nimgamer.com. I just wanted to add, yes, since sorry. I have been, I've been the shill. Um, stop paying your money to Sargon. Stop paying your money to other assholes. Check out our Patreon, Patreon.com/nimgamer. We are self-funded. We are all volunteer. We have to buy games to play to talk about. Please support us if you like what we do at all. If you're here listening to our episodes and you maybe want us to have better sound quality or at least better alcohol. <laughs> if, you want me drinking, if you don't want me drinking <laughs> random blue schnapps. Right, this is the first time the I've Patreon. ever had Bullet, okay, and I bought it for a celebratory reason, okay? Usually I'm drinking bullshit, not Bullet, <laughs> but bullshit. Congratulations. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand children. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, but support us. At least consider it. You know, don't need a dollar. It's nothing. It's everything to us. Yeah, mom. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. That was my that was my my pitch. On that note. <laughs> you can also always send us email, voicemail, video mail, whatever you want to send us. As long as it's rational and uh, respectful. <laughs> we engage. We do engage. Even if you we don't disagree. Like how we engage, but suck it the fuck up. You have engaged with us the best over the last 12 years. If you want to be mean about it, come at me on Twitter. I got something for you. Yeah, Alicia's a better person to rage against than me. <laughs> so, nemgamer at gmail.com. Ignore these women for about 30 seconds. <laughs> Excuse me. And until next time, when we have our centennial party. Yay! Woo! It's going to be a party. <clears throat> Four stay, years, Sam. I know. Jesus Christ. Uh, stay warm. Stay dry. Be a social justice warrior. <laughs> and, all, and as always, my friends, game on. Game on. Game on. Thank you.